0: This is Courtney, I play McKenna Ali, your favorite Loxodon. Well, let's be honest, your favorite character. I wanna thank you for joining us on this adventure. Starlight has taken a lot of love from all four of us and from the bottom of our hearts, we are so thankful. Every review, every subscribe, every Patreon subscriber or in any way that you give back to Starlight means the world to us. And in case you didn't know, Each reading or review helps reveal our podcast for those finding new podcasts and adventures to go on. I truly hope you enjoy the venture ahead. Until next time, see you later, Spacers.
1: You ever get tired of drawing maps and having your players ruin your hard work by teleporting away? Or using Charm Creature? To avoid that glorious boss battle set in that laboriously crayon-drawn map? Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Well, that's my problem no more. Starlight maps and battle mats are now sponsored by the beautiful artwork of Loki battle mats. From lavish palaces to cold alien caverns, they have a solution for everything. The maps come in big books that are easily transported, can be drawn on with erase markers, and immerse the players with a stunning reality. They'll forget they aren't actually standing by that pool of lava. And, battle mats are only the beginning of what Loki has to offer. Want to know more? Go check them out! Or, stop by our YouTube to see what they have to offer. Now, let's roll. All right, hey, welcome guys back to Starlight. We got the whole gang coming back together. Hopefully, I I don't know. Um, They can make my life living hell. But either way, we have the whole crew here. So finally, after all this time, we have Clive Jensen being played by Sam Williams. Hello, everybody. We have the juggernaut barbarian killer thug, Atlas, played by (laughs)
2: Uh, Nathan.
1: And we have your favorite Loxodon when she's not lying to you, McKenna Ali, played by... Courtney Yorks. Guys, thanks for tuning in. You have made uh, this... I mean, the past few months of Starlight being with us through the learning curve, being with us to joining us on Patreon, helping us build a community on Discord and our Instagram and Twitter, to now helping us... uh, Come to a point where we have Loki Battle Mats as a sponsor. Um, and if you have not seen them, check them out. I don't know what you're doing. Matter of fact, turn off this podcast and go do the actually, no, wait, hold on. Listen to the podcast and then go do that seriously. Um, but they make beautiful mats. Uh, and if you want to learn more, head over to our YouTube channel um, that is literally just Starlight and you will be able to see a review um, and then just keep a keep an eye out for some fun little blurbs we're gonna do about that. Um, and so with that, does anyone have any announcements? Anything to say?
0: I just thought I should let Clive and Atlas know um, McKenna has adopted a child. Just wanted oh to put that out there now. Right.
3: Well, I'm, I'm sure uh, Clive's gonna have some words about that
1: when the time comes
0: wait till you see who the child is
1: Uh, cue the
0: crickets
1: (laughs) and with that let's jump in to these episodes of starlight
0: neuralink would you please mind accessing memories
1: accessing Having
0: gone three
4: different directions, the spacers all recover, reflect, and postulate on their three recent adventures. McKenna, having discovered a handful of secrets, such as the discovery of Klazezo's location, that her newly adopted son Sisa is a synth. And Thyra works for the SFF, Synth Freedom Fighters. Atlas, having taken Gorn to a tetsup arm owned by a boisterous man named Boris Ducard, There, he is able with the help of the Tetsip's superior to convince Gorn that the Sunmaker is in danger, and should certainly work with Atlas and the spacers to save his precious leader. This favor, however, doesn't come without a cost, as Atlas is expected to help Boris out with a delivery and check up on a communication outpost of his. Lastly, Clive Jensen returns forlorn, frustrated, and empty-handed following a deeper dive into the caverns of the Loxodonian Temple in the absence of his companions. Having uncovered only one thing of mild interest, a synth reset
1: code painted
4: on the ceiling of Gorn's room. Memories retrieved.
1: Come into three different storylines just as they are about to converge back together. But before we do that, we start with inspiration from those who watch the show on social media inspiration has been gifted by the gods that be to both mckenna and clive jensen from
2: nice From nice. our
1: favorite patreon supporters yours truly the gm has been gifted his fourth point of inspiration what I don't want to
0: play anymore. Are our Patreon supporters with us or against us?
1: <laughs> it depends. But with that, I say thank you, dear Volcanic, and we look forward to more of oh. your gifts. Oh. And I cannot oh, wait okay. to unveil what story item you have voted for to potentially happen in this session. I'm going to get into that. <laughs> so we start with the furthest back of the storylines. One... Shadowy figure, lone across the landscape, as he starts to clamber up off of the accursed ground that seems to shake every few minutes or seconds, as if almost feeling like he is on a boat that is always rocking. And he comes to a little bit of a platform that then leads to a ladder that he's able to climb back up onto the platforms that hold Nanoy aloft. This figure looks like he's been through hell. And he's in tattered, his clothes are a bit dirty, a little dust kind of falls off him. And the cowboy hat he wears keeps his eyes shadowed from others. It is the wee hours of the morning, Clive Jensen. And I have but one question to ask you. As you are coming back into town, what do you want to do? Well, look like crap.
3: Above all else, uh, find myself an inn or a shop of some kind, get myself cleaned up, and then I will figure out what happened to my, uh, compatriots. I'm gonna head to the, uh, the lonely court.
1: I want you to go ahead and roll a perception roll for me. Ah, seven. You continue making your way there, and there is the faintest hint of burning metal and rubber that seems to just kind of be in the vicinity. Mm. The closer you get, you smell engine fluid that You would know this from having worked on various ships and you kind of push your way through some of the buildings. There is again, that light rain and like some faint flickers of like LED lights, but you're mostly pushing it into a residential district. There is the sound that you hear before you even get to this opening of a water fountain, but you push through to see the last bits of what was must have once been a huge fire. Or wreckage of a vehicle being cleaned up uh, by a team of city workers. They all look unhappy, disgruntled, and uh, they obviously did not want to get up this early or late in the evening to clean up someone's accident. How much of the vehicle is still present? Go ahead and make a perception roll. I want to see if I recognize it. Uh, twenty, unnatural twenty. You just make out the very, very few bits of letters that weren't burnt away. And it looks like it's poli. And you put it together, police. And you watch as one of the people in like a white outfit with their kind of face covered, goes up to what looks like the last bits of this engine core that they're pulling out. And as they're extracting, you watch as they extract this like half broken javelin. throw it to the side with a kink 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 they pay you no mind just kind of look at you
3: hey uh hello there huh? what's going on here what what happened here i just i just got back into town i just walked in and started smelling some What was smelling like burning fuel and was curious what what's going on
1: uh, it's, uh, n- 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 no good dude Doers, They- t- 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 Two people, like a woman, and just, t- uh, they say it's an a- 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 Acer, attacked two police o- officers. They tried to say they were on v- v- vacation, but just t- terrorists. They don't care about peons like us having to cl- clean up their m- mess. Do you have
3: any idea what what might have happened to those two or where where they might have gone after? They were arrested.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea where they were taken? steps back and you can't you can just see like these just Walnut eyes through like these goggles of the mask points in the direction just out kind of more to the east part of town. The, the, the detention center for the protectorates. That way, for for sure. Mm.
3: Alrighty, well, uh, is there anything else going on in town? Uh, like I said, I just I just got back in and just kind of moseying around and was wondering if there's anything else going on. Or make a
1: charisma roll. Six. <laughs> the person just kind of shrugs. You heard about the attack. Attack, the House awesome. of Roses. Oh yeah, yeah. I mm. did hear about that.
3: That's, that is unfortunate for all for all those people. Hopefully, the survivors are are
1: doing all right. There's not too many of them. Uh. They're having an um, emergency council tomorrow to pick a new speaker for both the House of the D- dictates and affirmed. Oh, any idea? who, who they, uh, Who's on the short list? Mm, fellow under B- 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 Beaker Holst named Grimble and someone unknown and proven, Odessa Malev. It's an open c- council. I can't say I c- care that much, but oh. you're welcome to c- go tomorrow.
3: Do you know what time this council's meeting tomorrow?
1: He pulls back, kind of this long, puffy sleeve. Looks at it. Noon. No?
3: Already. Oh, oh, one last thing before I I leave you be. Get your uh, get your work done. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a little lost. Can you can you point
1: me in the direction of the lonely cord? He leans forward and uh, says, "So in your wild oats, I understand for friend." Yeah, well, yeah. I had a
3: I had a bit of a rough night last night. I'm just trying to blow off some steam, you know. You know you
1: know how it is. Take Tritops tops lane to second right. And then take another right over at Ferin. F- f- oh, really? All oh, right. Well, I think uh, I think
3: I will uh, uh, start heading off. And uh, thank you for all the information. And hopefully you guys aren't uh, out here too much longer cleaning this mess up. And mm-hmm. hopefully we'll uh, those people that uh, caused this accident will.
1: Uh, Get the justice they deserve. Uh, I hope, friend. You be careful. These streets are not safe right now. And you just hear him go back to <laughs> pushing the metal and dropping it into their truck. Clive just
3: kind of thinks to himself, oh, "Man, what did Alice and McKenna get themselves into? See, this is why I can't ever leave. You can't, you can't leave those two alone."
1: You make your way unhindered to The Lonely Chord, and it is just as dingy as the first time you saw it, but now it has like kind of like these like small screens of both like all the things that they offer, um, as well as some lewd dancing that's going on. And you come to the front and you see the same robot trio. Welcome to The Lonely Chord. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to give me the whole spiel. You go to open the door, the door is locked as it would be. The bots turn, they they catch on to your speech, and the pattern changes. Are you looking for a room, handsome sir? I am, I am looking
3: for a room, but for myself, I'm staying alone tonight.
1: No company intended. No, not tonight. They hold up uh, this kind of wrist, and you can see like a little bit of like a contraption on there. 75 credits.
3: Oh, 75 credits seems to be a bit much just for a room, but I do need to get myself cleaned
1: up, so alright. You are After Hours, and there are other
0: packages included.
3: Mm. Now I'll just
1: take the room. I'll just give you the 75 credits. And you are led in by a cadre of other bots and some night staff that are working to a room. (sighs) (sighs) Your dreams are of the dark place, and that is to say that there is no dreams. Just the faint sparking of almost like electricity in the background. It is neither restful nor restless. It is just like being deactivated. List, who is a day ahead at the moment. Atlas, you have just sat down into the seat of the starship as it begins to take off of the landing pad. McKinna, you watch as the hatch to the starship across the way starts to close and the starship slowly starts to rise.
2: You stalking
0: me? What the heck? I'm just gonna <laughs> whisper <laughs> Hello, Alice.
2: Alice is just gonna just like swing his head around.
0: Alice Alice, over. This is this is McKenally. Are you there?
2: Yes, we are. Um,
0: I see you just got into a ship. Where might you be headed?
2: How do you know I got in a ship?
0: Oh, I'm watching you. I'm watching you take off right now. Oh, there you go. Yep.
1: <laughs> at this point, he's about 40 feet in the air. Atlas, you look over. Gorn is starting to turn the ship back in the direction of the sky lane to eventually where he can get to the point where he can freely pilot back to Nanoy. And he looks at you.
0: Any any chance you may be going to Nanoy?
2: Alright, Atlas will look over to Gorn, uh, remember that Loxodon was talking about, she's actually here. If we wanted to stop by and have that handled. Here? Yeah, I didn't know either. You travel with strange friends. I could agree with you on that one.
1: Deception will be of the utmost prudence, Atlas. When we get the Betrayer and we use her, then we will be free to dispose of her.
2: Yes, once we can get the sun... Once we can rescue the Sunmaker, then all that handled.
1: He then, following both the direction uh, of McKenna and, and Atlas, goes to the nearest uh, port where he can land the ship and meet up with McKenna now in the interim as the ship starts to come down into one of these bays waiting for McKenna he unclips the seat belt looks over at you. You can see that there's a little bit of anxiety at the idea of seeing a member of the Naguvenites, And you can see he's kind of holding his weapon just a little bit closer. But he's again following your lead. Leans in. The Sunmaker left me with a way to contact him. It will require us to go back to Nanoi to get the key. And then we will have to travel south. What
2: is the key that we're looking for?
1: We are not looking for a key. It was entrusted to me by my dear Sunmaker. It will open the doors to the ship, the Maliki. And it is at that moment that there is a familiar you look kind of out the window and you can see McKenna out there. Thurstein is just slightly behind you. He's massaging kind of the beard of his and he looks at you as you're outside the ship looking and waiting for him to lower the hatch and he says hmm. So he did escape. I'm glad that worked.
0: Yes Thurstein you have been an incredible caretaker of us.
1: Of course I've been incredible. I do my job well. You do. Would you like to come? Well, it's better than
0: paying for a ticket. It is? Yes. And Sisa's nearby. Thurston, you left our son?
1: Of course I left our son. He's not our son. He's my son. (laughs) His usefulness is outlived at the moment.
0: So we're just going to leave him?
1: As you know... I have people here who will see to him until the job is done. When the job is done, he is yours.
0: Is he going to stay under the whole time?
1: Do you want him to run away after he realizes your charm is up? No. And they both kind of cut off and look right back up at you and Gorn.
0: Thirstine, you're a great father. Thank you for ensuring he's taken care of. And I'm going to get on the ship. (sighs)
1: <sighs> Thirsting follows up as McKenna reunites with you, Atlas.
0: I am giving you the biggest hug. Atlas, it's so good to see you.
1: McKenna just comes, just full on elephant. The tr- her trunk wraps around the backside of you. You try to back away, but Goran's right there who kind of like stops you. You kind of stumble. He falls to the ground a little bit <clears throat> <sighs> as you guys.
0: And I see embrace. Gorn, and I, like, what is what is he doing here? He was he was shooting at you, Atlas, and I am really really
2: confused. It was just uh, a misunderstanding. We're on the same page now.
0: Um, to to clarify, um, misunderstandings don't typically end with you almost dead. So I'm a little confused as to why you're in a ship with him. I'm gonna need you to explain the misunderstanding.
1: I'm a little confused myself.
0: And I'm actually like. I'm like. pretty close to Thirsty and kind of like really
2: concerned. Basically, we have a deal to. save the Sunmaker.
0: Um. Yeah. Alice.
2: Save the Sunmaker.
0: I just want. Yeah, but you've also, like, told me your intent with the Sunmaker.
2: Is to save him.
0: You've made very clear that it's not necessarily saving him.
2: I'm trying to protect him from things that he doesn't know about. I want you, Atlas,
1: to go ahead and make a deception roll versus Gorn's
2: insight. I knew I should just let the plane fly away. (laughs) (laughs) Fourteen.
1: I'm going to spend one of my okay. inspiration points to make you roll at disadvantage. What? <laughs> that leaves me with three points.
2: <sighs> okay. Ten. Yeah, it was ten. That was the lower okay. one.
1: Lucky for you, I rolled a seven. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Gorn is like still standing up, so he his head is kind of ringing as he. Just, he looks McKenna up and down, grimaces a smile. This is the locks of I'm dawn that's gonna help s- us. Sorry, out. for my misunderstanding earlier. Um, I did not realize you were trying to save the sunmaker.
0: Gorn. I would like a moment alone with Atlas.
1: Make a persuasion roll with advantage.
0: 22.
1: He raises a hand, and you see in the back shadows these two guards of his, and they both turn on right turns and walk in unison back into like the hold. Gorn follows them, goes into what looks like the uh, pilot cockpit is, presses a button, the door closes the and the ramp starts to close behind you guys as the ship starts to take off.
0: Atlas, please explain how this happened. I have every right to think something very weird happened here. And I want you to know that I am not trusting you at all.
2: Basically, after the incident in the Hibs or ruins, however you want to see it, basically have an intent to go kill Gorn as place of business. But with basically my assignment to go after the Sunmaker, it just seemed to be a better business deal with his connections and influence. And also his information on the Sunmaker to use him. Now... We have a deal put in place. So as of right now, you also are safe, at least until we find the Sunmaker.
0: At least until we find the Sunmaker?
2: Well, yes, I don't know what Gorn's gonna do afterwards.
0: Can I insight all of that?
2: Roll a
0: um,
1: deception check on that last bit on Gorn. 10. Go roll 12. Okay, you get the sense that Atlas is being completely honest throughout the whole entire conversation. Until the very end, there's just kind of this like, tell where his eyes shoot downwards. As he says, I don't know what Gorin will do.
0: Atlas, I want you to know that um, I don't trust you. And um, I don't want to work with you. And so when we get to Nanoy, Um, we will be parting ways. And I will not be coming with you and Gorn after the Sunmaker. I know where the the Sunmaker ship is. I can get there myself. I, uh, and you have put me in harm's way. And so I will not stand for this.
2: Just so you know, Gorn also has access to, uh, where the Sunmaker is, more immediately. So if we get there first, I'm just going to let you know right now that depending on what happens, I know you're trying to meet up with your friend. You might not actually have that opportunity. So it's up to you.
0: You kind of put me between a rock and a hard place here. I'm going to need a moment to think on this and I'm going to go to sleep.
1: So thirsty has <laughs> been listening to this conversation quite a bit, but like he's been really respectful and standing on the far side, as far away as the ship will allow him to. He's arms crossed, and he looks forward as McKenna sits down cross-legged and wraps her ears around her head and goes to sleep. Looks at her. Looks at you, Atlas. Who are you? The name's Thirsty. I, uh... Does she always do this?
2: Yeah, for the most part. It's kind of an up and down roller coaster.
1: I noticed. Getting her to do anything is like parading cats. Yeah. Anyways, when the name's th- Thirstine.
2: So what were you guys doing? What's her, uh... Obviously, I'm assuming, just kind of like myself and Gorn, there's some sort of deal going on. Obviously, people at our line of business probably know that kind of thing
1: well i have nothing to hide i'm the one who helped spring you from that detention center
2: well, i figured well, that you, you uh
1: that. Oh, my pleasure i'm a slicer a hacker by trade anyways Wait,
2: a hacker
0: yes i'm just gonna wake up and say a darn good hacker too McKenna and
1: I, and my employer, Mr. Grimble, have made a, uh, a deal.
0: Do not tell him anything. I think
2: my it's best day. that he does tell us, or tell me, because he's also, as of right now, you and him, as of what you're telling me, are enemies of both myself and Gorn. So I kind of need to know the information.
0: You are the one putting us at enemies, Alice!
2: I never said anything as of that. I'm just trying to figure it out. You're reading too much into the situation.
0: You just said you couldn't
2: guarantee that I was going to be safe. I said I could. Guarantee, I am not reading I said too I could guarantee you were safe until we find the sunmaker. What's better than that? The,
0: until we find the sunmaker, part is the the like the red flag okay. in your sentence. Well, here
2: here's the big thing. Let's think about this logically, right? As a business deal, when we find the sunmaker, what do you expect to happen? Do you know what's going to happen? Do you know what the sunmaker is just... going to do? Do you know what the sunmaker's Gonna one-shot me or shoot me through a wall? How am I gonna protect I, you after we find the Sunmaker?
0: He wouldn't do that.
2: You don't know. I'm that.
1: just gonna go over.
3: here.
2: Also, no. Hold on, Thurston. I actually do need to know. What exactly is your Rimbolt? Is that his name? What exactly is your uh, deal?
1: Looks at you, McKenna. Looks at Atlas. Well, McKenna, I have nothing to hide. I did help spring him in the hopes that we would meet up and potentially make a deal. I assumed he was your compatriot, of which I am beginning to learn that could be wrong, but that's not my concern. McKenna and I have made a deal. She is looking for uh, Mr. Ackerm from the Sunmaker's trunk, trying to recover it. A matter of pride and honor. In return... Uh, Mr. Grimble has offered to not only help her find Speaker host, but the McKenna will do us a favor in turn for that
0: I was going to tell him eventually I just wanted him to promise my life was safe
1: Well, we're already leaving the Sky Lanes it's not like it's going to be that much longer until we're back in Illinois.
0: Atlas, I'm going to need your muscle to help free Clezezel Clezezel? She's a brain in a vat.
2: Like a literal brain in a vat, or just a smart <laughs> Yes, person?
0: a very large brain in a vat. She's in the orphanage where we adopted Sisa!
2: More Adop- accurately, below it. Wait a second. Adopted who?
0: Sisa! You know, the one that my twin is sister like an hurt when we were in the caves?
1: If you could call children animals, then yes. He is rather uncouth, untrained, and unruly. That kid but here, it on the But he holds a lot of ship? potential! No, no, no. Under lock and key.
2: In the ship or somewhere else?
1: Elsewhere. Not all secrets get told.
2: No kids.
0: Yet, I definitely have a son now.
2: <laughs> We're not getting he's any- He's older though. We're not getting and any- And he's very useful. How old is Cecil? Do I know from when we fought, or when you mentioned it? He's 15. Yeah, no kids involved.
0: We'll talk about it later. Um, he's not going to help free Clis Ethel.
2: You do put the kid in harm's way. I won't promise you safety even trying to find a songmaker.
0: I will never put him in harm's way. I've never put any children in harm's way.
2: With that, Alice <laughs> is going to hold his tongue and just walk away. Does she believe it? Yeah, as far as everything, she is good with the plan. Supposedly, she has another plan with the man she's with, but it's basically just giving me assistance. It's just for support, more manpower.
1: We will be back in
2: the city in
1: a matter of hours. We tried to swipe the camera to Clive as he is interrupted from his mourning in the lonely cord, as there is a knock that comes at his door.
3: What? What? Hello? Who is it? Go away. Open the door. No, go away. I'm still sleeping. Five more minutes.
1: There's another slam. Open the door. Oh, Get up, stupid housekeepers. What do you want? Your face immediately meets the chest of Shantra. The large barrel chested blonde hair, but like kind of Eurohawk long in the back with a with a fat brave heart type mustache. Uh, he was the one who helped fight off all of the undead in the Lonely Court when you first arrived. You can see him there dressed in like a white shirt with a tattered blue overalls and workman boots and this just massive, just laser sword, just the hilt of it on his back in easy reach. He lowers his head a little bit so that he can look under the door frame at you. (laughs) Glive. That's my name.
2: Can
3: I help you? As you can see, I was was busy. And uh, so what do you want? The mistress wants to speak mistress it's oh okay okay, okay I, get that, I get it why didn't she just come up here herself why did she send you well you're probably not good for much anything else anyway well anyway all right i'll go see her
1: it is at that moment you notice that he is holding a plate of toast with jelly and go ahead and make a charisma roll i got four and he steps on the toast oh, oh man Probably
3: would have been some pretty good toast. That was, was kind of rude. There's more downstairs. All oh, right, I'll go grab some. Since apparently can't get good help around here. Where's that at? Right? Mm-hmm. This way.
1: see uh is in an adjacent room and she is working at a desk on a bunch of ledger works the halfling brightens as she sees you and she smiles and she says ah clive well wasn't isn't one of my favorite spacers i noticed that you came back uh alone i do i too hope um is uh are are the others okay well Dara,
3: to be honest with you i I don't know we all we kind of we left the temple and kind of went off on our separate ways uh by the time i got back to town it appears that maybe something had happened to uh, mckenna and atlas but as of right now i have no confirmation on it so your guess is as good as mine unfortunately when you last left they they were alive yeah when i last saw them they were alive good
1: good good um we can we can hope.
3: Uh, yeah, this is a big guy. I'm sure he can handle himself, and McKenna, well, I mean, she's a Loxodon. Most people don't go around messing with them.
1: Well, the way they fought here in Lonely Court not too long ago is, uh, they can handle themselves. Which leads me to my next question. My only question. What did you find in the temple?
3: Oh, uh, well, unfortunately, not, not a whole lot. Uh, there was someone, some keeper of the temple that was still still, still uh, keeping guard of the temple. Um, attacked us while we, while we went in there. Had a huge big, uh, I think uh, Gorn, Gorn was his name. Is that ringing the bell at all? Gorn? Yeah. Claims he's a friend of the Sunmaker, claims he was uh
1: Tell me, his eyes. What did his eyes look like?
3: Oh man. I... I don't think i got a good look at them i was uh focused on keeping myself alive mm. fortunately. um the only i found we found this weird uh this weird glass mirror-like shard deep in the uh deep in the temple and looked through it it, it seemed like we were being shown images of the past by chance uh we saw the Sunmaker. Um, we saw Speaker Holst was there. We saw a yes. bunch of, bunch of, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, we'll call them cultists. We saw them basically kill themselves. We saw they killed them. They killed themselves. That they, is, they followed the Sunmaker, and they all
1: and these idiots are still worshiping a dead person.
3: I, I I guess so, but you know I I guess he he must he might be out there somewhere. Goran believes that he's still out there somewhere, and.
1: And spe- not the Speaker
3: Holst, she was in this, this memory, but she didn't kill herself? No, she didn't kill herself. She she was the only one that was still alive. Was she at the temple? She was not. She was not at the temple. It was The temple was empty. This was all images that must have happened some time ago that this shard, this magical piece of technology, whatever it might have been, allowed us to see.
1: I've never heard of something like that.
3: Yeah, but it, was, if you... it was definitely something I've never seen. Um, if you happen to have it, I'd love to see it. Unfortunately, I don't have it on me. I think either McKenna or Atlas must have took it with them. But uh, there was one more thing I found. After after Atlas and McKenna left, I went back into the temple because I was looking for some information on some, some of my own personal stuff. And uh, I came across this weird, this weird sequence of ones and zeros. And I learned that... Maybe it's used to reset synths? Is that something that you've ever come across? Show it
1: to me. She looks at it and she isn't able to make much more out of it than you are. She's able to confirm that it is for sense, but she does say it's... It just doesn't seem... It's not general. This isn't... It's, this wouldn't work on sense in general. This is something personal, yeah, written to. It seems more specific, more
3: engineered for a specific kind of synth or uh, maybe a plan that was set in place a long time ago. It was weird though. It was like etched into. It was etched into into the temple, it, so it definitely probably the strangest thing.
1: Uh, and how was you say this? Gorn, how was he getting in and out? That's something I also need to know. How how was speaker Holst getting in and out? How did you guys get in and out? I tried my best and could not figure out the locking mechanism. Well, it's a Loxodonian
3: temple. It turns out that uh, they happen to be the key. It's their trunks.
1: She leans forward and, in a low voice. I'm not one to judge too harshly. But, McKenna, is she... Did you... No, no,
3: no, 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 I wouldn't do that. There's no use. (sighs) It would be a waste of time. Waste of resources. I'm not about it.
1: Yes. Well, we need to make sure that all people are kept safe. Ooh, there
3: is one more thing I should probably mention. Um... After looking through the temple, I was... I was I was headed back. I was leaving the temple, and I was I was kind of frustrated. You know, I couldn't find much of what I was looking for. It's by myself. I kind of blew up the entrance.
1: What? The you blew up I, the
3: entrance? I, yeah, yeah. For like, yeah. Oh my. See, I I was I was under the assumption. You know, there's probably nothing else in there. We took the
1: shard. But then, I took some of these shrooms too. You want to see? You open the bag and there's just kind of like this, like decaying, earthy smell and she...
3: Well,
1: I guess You're supposed are... to process that uh, right away, Clive. Well,
3: I've been asleep for a long time. I had no... Uh, Yep, I guess I'll just... You just uh, keep that. just keep these, but uh, yeah, besides that, uh,
1: and then here I am. Well, I am a bit disappointed. Yeah. Speaker host did frequent that Tumble enough and I'm not gonna lie, I had hoped hope that there was a chance that maybe strapping powerful spaces like yourselves ran into a hostile gray and took care of her for me, but um, now I can't even entice her with a trap there but you couldn't have known well, unfortunately,
3: I think uh, we were kind of compromised by when, when Goran found us, cause well, he kind of kicked her asses in a bit
1: Mm. So... Well, I shall endeavor to see if I can find this Gorn, or find more out about him. But regardless, I... am thankful. You followed through with what you said you would do, and now it's just a matter of time before my informat Cisa returns. He's spending quite a time at the, his home. Um, he had to rest up quite a bit, so I look forward to also divulging information out of him. (laughs) But in the meantime, I imagine that he will be reporting and he's always been free-spirited. Probably no later than the evening. So once he confirms everything you said, I will be good for the credits and a way of hit passage off of Nanoy. I can't say that I really have much more use for you or your friends other than to say thank you. So. If you don't mind I do have an emergency council to prepare for. Oh, actually I
3: was just about to ask you about that. Uh, I was thinking about a, attending it. Do you know anything about it? Do you know anything about the the people on the shortlist for uh, well, figure to help you out with some stuff. You could at least spare me a few bits of
1: pieces of information. Ever since speaker Holst disappeared and as did quite a few people die from the the House of Dictates and the Bombing, the list of those who would fall next in line to become Speaker has become quite short. So I believe that that will fall to a vote with Grimble. He's, a, um, he's an all right fellow. He actually helps me out quite a bit with the the bots here and the maintenance thereof. I, don't, I can't say much bad about him. He's, he's not crazy like Speaker Holst is, that's for sure. But, um, there is some, well, dirty laundry afoot, apparently. Bernard Glintfoot, who was the original speaker for the House of the Affirmed, he he was accused of evasion uh, of taxes and laundering of money, so he is stepping down from his potential at taking on emergency power roles. So. This has fallen to a vote of Grimble versus a younger, unproven half-elf named Odessa Milav. Anyways, the open house will be happening in about two hours here, so... I'll be there to go cast my vote to see how things proceed. You're welcome to join, but I can't say that as an outsider you will have much way of voting yourselves, but yeah. It's fine if you're interested in such things. Mm, all right. <clears throat> any other... you have
3: any more information on Grimble or Odessa, or are you just... Are you kind of in the dark yourself? I mean, you say you're going to go vote on them, so you must have... You must know what you're voting
1: for. I mean, well, I know that Grimble stands on the side of the Dictates, which, as we've talked about, I would rather... And I know I say more closed off to the Federation's prying eyes. Um, he, let's just say he's not crazy. I mean, I hire him, for God's sake, to, to repair my bots and ensure that they are clean and ready for the next customer. And I don't know much about Odessa. I, I I can't speak much about her. I do know that she came here, um, an off-worlder. Probably in her teens Parents came here seeking refuge, but I I have no idea what from or who from Mm. Already well
3: I think that's uh, I think that's about all I have then for you and it seems like you don't have much for me and you got you got a pretty uh Busy day on your hands, so uh, I guess I will see myself out and maybe I will catch you later at the uh, emergency council
1: then. Have a good day, Clive. I'll keep in contact once I have confirmed with Cecil your story. <laughs>
0: so glad you're doing well yes. atlas is here with me too and don't worry we haven't killed each other yet
3: well that's that's definitely a uh, shock considering i i got back to town and it seemed like somebody must blew up a
1: uh, police cruiser
0: oh don't worry my husband helped us get out and we're safe <laughs> wait a and wait a Clyde, we've adopted a beautiful boy yeah yeah thirsty um he's yeah. That's her husband. Yeah, you'll Wait, love him.
3: Adopted a boy. What?
0: Yeah, Hold up. we adopted. What is going on here? You'll never believe it. So we adopted Caesar.
3: <laughs> Caesar. <laughs> yeah. The little shit that Was in the cave with us, yes.
0: It was a long story, but we ended up going that to you the orphanage. About scared. I will. The one thing that you and Atlas should be aware of is that he thinks that it was my twin sister, so we'll just keep going with that. Um,
3: so you adopted him under false pretenses.
0: Well, you know, now, there's some gray area, but
3: what happened to your first kid again? Oh,
0: just she was sacrificed, she was
3: sacrificed. Hmm. Um. All right, well, I, Clive,
0: I I leave. do feel like that was brought up against me a lot, as if it was my bad parenting. This is where I cut out. It was not me who sacrificed my child. I, well, I just want to, like, clarify that.
3: Well, I, I'm not going to make any comment on that. But anyway, it is lovely to hear from you guys again. It's nice to know that you guys aren't dead and that uh, I could still uh, use you guys for some help later on. But I uh, was just sending out a message to let you guys know that There's this emergency council meeting going on in Oye due to the bombing and they're gonna be picking a new speaker. I don't know if there's gonna be anything, any information I can garner from there, but if you guys find yourselves back here.
0: What time is it at?
3: It's gonna be around noon.
0: Oh, we'll be there right at noon. We'll meet you there.
3: All right, well done. I guess I will uh, see you guys and your husband and child.
0: Well, Sisa's taking a nap.
3: He's taking a nap. Mm -hmm. What does that mean?
0: Well we can talk about it later you know 15 year old boys they just eat and sleep
3: uh i don't think i do know that but already uh all right well i guess i will uh i'll see you guys later then
2: Alice was cut out early on so <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she said it was brought up against her too much he just cut out <laughs>
1: The ship makes its way into Nanoy proper. McKenna, I assume that you put the collar back on. Yes. Okay. Atlas, you watch as McKenna's form changes with this collar. Not her size, but her appearance. Thirsteen does the same. Okay. And you guys make your way into Nanoy. Gorn tells you that he is going to go and get the key. And that he will meet back up with you, following the emergency council of roses, as that is something you bring up that you're going to do. I think I want to follow Gorn. Go ahead
2: and roll. Wait, a persuasion whoa, whoa, roll. whoa, whoa, whoa! Do I notice that she's trying to follow Gorn? Because obviously we're all walking there together. Yeah, so I Goran would say goes... that's
1: like pretty obvious.
0: Uh, Fourteen.
1: Gorn also notices you following him, of course, and he looks at you and looks at Atlas and.
2: This Hey McKenna, we're going this way. It's for me. We gotta go meet to up do. with Clive.
0: Okay.
1: And with that, you guys split Gorn and his two guards going with him. Thirsteen going with both Atlas and McKenna to the house of roses. You can see that this crowd is starting to build. There is a beautiful like colored fountain that shows this image of um, this larger than life man with his hands out, the palms outstretched, and the water kind of coming out of the palms into the fountain. And there is a stage set up in front of it. In the backdrop behind the fountain, you see the House of Roses, and it's a bright virulent kind of like pinkish green color and you can still see where um there is now where like part of the the wing is destroyed from the bombing but it is now roped and taped off you can see that security forces from the protectorates are at full maximum and you can hear the crowd thrumming clive you don't see mckenna but you do
2: see atlas
3: hey atlas Hey, man! It's good to hey. see you! It's been a while! How's it going? Ah, still a straight shooter as always. Some things never change. Well, man, what, what have you been up to?
2: Uh, just had to make a deal with our new friend Gorn. Wait. To uh, complete my mission for wait, the Wait, wait, wait,
3: wait. Gorn?
2: Yes, yes, the man. <sighs> the myth, the so legend. you mean the that one that kicked your ass took and me. put you in the dirt? After oh a God. natural disaster, animal already tra- or beast attacked me, and multiple other things. Yes, oh, is was,
3: that is that the story we're going with this?
2: He was able to put me down for a little bit.
1: And it is at that moment you notice this large woman looming behind Atlas, a little too close. And when you I, look at me, I
0: give you a. Big hug. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say, oh, it's Hold so on. good to see Hold you, Clive. I don't even know I've who you are. I've missed you so whoa. much. Whoa,
3: it's
2: probably just get one get of those uh, escorts from around the lonely cord. And I flip
3: him Is off. Is with you, Atlas? Because I can, I can see where you're going for her.
0: I whisper in your ear, hey, hey, it's it's me, McKenna. 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 I what I have thing? to disguise myself a little bit because... You know escaping from prison and putting a car over the ledge and you know all the bad things that i've been seen on camera doing i just have to look a little bit different and and you know i'm the only loxodon around here so i kind of stand out but it's really good to see you
3: uh, i'll let you know if it's good to see you in a bit what is going on here
0: oh and by the <sighs> way this is my Dear friend slash pretend husband Thirstine, but he's also under disguise, so he doesn't actually have, or he's not actually bald.
1: Mr. McFly.
0: Yeah, I'm Marty, by the way. Marty McFly.
3: So you guys are disguised
1: as
0: <laughs>
2: <best>
1: as McFly's? <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> I didn't pick the name. <laughs> oh, I right. didn't pick the name.
0: Well, you Think. did pick your first name.
1: Yes. Well, it
3: seems like this this is not a good place for us to catch up because it seems like you guys have a, a lot going on. So uh, how about we a, agree to meet up sometime after this, this council meeting? You can, guys can tell me what, what the heck is going on.
0: We'd love to. It's a very complicated marriage. And
1: as she says that, there's a loud noise that comes from this stage. And you see that during this whole entire conversation, a processional of protectors have made their way into the stage. Seven on each side dressed in um, one is dressed in like these kind of like whites with like these pink highlights, the other side's dressed in whites with these green highlights and embellished buttons. They carry these burst spears and you watch as they slam the halves of the spear like in time, like drums, like choo. A voice kind of resounds from these loudspeakers. People of Nanoy, and you watch as this older figure walks up. He has a hunched back. He has a cane, but the strength and gravitas of his voice seems to kind of carry his frame as he walks up in this suit. He has balding head with hair on the sides. And a, one of those mustaches that kind of comes down around the cheeks and up but there's like nothing on the chin the time to rectify and not be burdened by the terrorists who did this to us is now the time to choose our next speakers in this emergency and who the power is going to go to is now so Peace, and let us, let us cast, cast our votes. votes. And I think that that is probably a good place to call
2: this game. So, with that, Alrighty. thank you Spacers. There's gonna be a lot of explaining to do the whole. It's like a triangle of deals. It's a triangle of deals. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Did you guys stop the... Re- oh, you guys stopped the recording? You, can, did you guys stop the recording?
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, Spacers.